Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle, and this is episode 184. We have a special episode for you guys this week. Uh, we were doing a review of The Zone of Interest, uh, where we actually were joined by Brad to see the movie. And uh, I was on his podcast, Cinema Speak Podcast. Definitely check it out. Uh, so we are going to go to his recording of that episode right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 372 of the Cinema Speak podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 30th, 2024, and my name is Brad. My name's Kyle. And on today's episode, we've got a review of The Zone of Interest, Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest. Uh, also, we'll talk about some other stuff in our micro-review section, uh, including The Strange One as part of Movie Roulette. So it's going to be a great episode. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, tuning in. And Kyle, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's uh, been a little while since we've had you on the show. I guess we should say that, uh, you know, we've, we talk about your show uh, quite often on my show, but you're from Suds and Cinema. So uh, what's going on with you guys, man? What's new at uh, what's, what's new with the Suds? Oh, not too much. Uh, we just did our top episode as well, our top 10 films of 2023 as well. And uh, just wrapped up a year, another year, which uh, at the end of the year, we always, it's kind of, we get to do the top 10 films and it's also our, our, our podcast birthday. So we're celebrating what going into year four, absolutely huge. But uh, besides that, just, just living life. Can we get a brief rundown for those? Well, maybe give us, okay. A brief rundown on your top 10, but don't give us number one because they got to listen to your episode for that. Can we get six through two? Can we get six through two off the fly here? All right. Let me, let me, I think I have it. I think I have it memorized, but we got to be sure. Oh, I got mine memorized. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Six through two. Godzilla minus one. Number six. Number five. The Spider-Verse. Brad, you fucked up by not putting on your list. Number four, <laughs> Holy Spider. That, no. according to our rules, that is a 2023 movie, according to my rules. 2023 release. Uh, I might avoid the uncut version, thanks to you, but I still am interested in the, the dong. Uh, and number two is Passion. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, uh, very good the top uh six minus the top one very nice there uh i mean you know we can agree to disagree on spider-verse uh maybe i'll rewatch it and i'll be amazed it'll be the one movie where i'm like i can't believe i was such a dummy oh yeah when, uh, when it comes out you're gonna regret that you're gonna regret that i'm already sweating a little bit to be honest um but not not a ton just a little sweat just a little bit we should say of course uh our show is sponsored by Chalk Full of Nuts, um, and I did just down a cup of Chalk Full of Nuts coffee before we started recording this. But uh, because we're collaborating with you, Suds and Cinema, um, we do have a beer to talk about, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, thanks for you know shoehorning this segment into your show. But uh, we have to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, any excuse to uh, crack open a cold one on a Tuesday night? <laughs> I'm I'm down. Let's go. All right. Well, uh, actually, I have to grab my beer real quick. So let me just do that. All right. I have a lot to say about this beer. So while he goes to grab it, I'm going to tell you all about it. First of all, the can of this beer, I think, is 
borderline horrendous because I've been looking at this can for the last five minutes and I don't know what the hell this beer is, what it's called. There's no name that I can see on here. I, I would say this is maybe one of the worst cans I've ever seen in my I entire life. I was just explaining while you were gone um, that this is a uh, terrible can design. Where's <laughs> what, what, what's going on with this can? It's okay. I, I kind of agree with you. Jesus! Holmes, they are known for their simplicity. They are a minimalist design brewery. So, I don't know if that's uh, an excuse, but I, that's what I I'm not, not aware of. That. that is why the can looks like that. I, I've been looking at it. So, there's a little, like, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, what's this called? There's a little word in the bottom. Like, you almost have to take a microscope to see it. Is is this called direct? Is that the name of this? Yeah, correct. Okay. What do you mean a microscope? I mean, that's pretty, but, took me a while to find it. I got, I got Yorgos Lanthimos. DP filming this for me. Okay. Can I say though, I just realized something when you held this up to the camera. Yeah. And I, you, I might be called the dummy for this, but weirdly enough, it's almost like an optical illusion. When I was looking at my can, all I see is the white up arrows. When you held it to the to your camera, all I saw was the black down arrows. I didn't even notice the black down arrows when I was looking huge, at it. Huge revelation. Does yeah. that change your mind about the can art? A little bit, but I do think the name needs to be a little, uh, a little more clear because, uh, like, some, like, you know, like I'm not, I'm definitely not as much of a beer. Uh, I don't want to say snob as you, but I'll say snob. I'm not, you know, I'm not as much of a beer snob or a beer professor or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, your average Joe, you know, they might think direct IPA is the style of IPA. Like that, it's almost, it's a little confusing. <laughs> um. I I don't want to completely disagree with you, but uh, this this Joe Schmo is a bit of an idiot. It's a bit of a moron <laughs> uh, because in between the words "direct" and "IPA," there is a here line right there. These are two different things. <laughs> one being the name, one being the style. I mean, I mean, I know you needed a microscope, Brad, but come on. Yeah, I mean, th- this is assuming Joe Schmo can even find the words on this can. So let's let's stop there. I'm, I'm over here reading the what's having this circle. I'm reading the government warning. I'm like, is this beer called government warning? What's going on here? <laughs> a little, uh, little embarrassing, maybe. I'm I'm sweating uh, okay. a little more than I was for Spider Verse. I'll admit, a little more. So, should we uh, describe this beer here? Yeah, give us the give us the rundown on this thing. All right, it's called Direct. It's an American IPA, coming in at six point eight percent ABV. Uh, details read: brewed with flaked rye and cryosynth rewaka, sabro and mosaic. Notes of papaya, coconut, oh! and peach. Complex tropical aroma. I mean this this sounds like it could be a banger. Do we have an average uh, rating on Untapped for this bad boy? Now there's only 238 ratings, so take this with a grain of salt. But it's sitting at a 4.14, which is uh, if it, so. So sorry, I should explain to the uninitiated. Uh, anything above a four is good. You might not have any drinkers listening to your show, but anything above a four, oh shit, you are. 
You are looking at a good beard. <laughs> I don't want to be a sheep. Brad, I don't want to be a hang sheep on. and just follow this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Follow this rating blindly, but uh, I have high hopes for this. So, well, I can't wait to bring uh, this beer down to earth because, uh, yeah, directly direct. That's why it's called direct. It's going directly down to earth with my star rating. I'm predicting. I'm predicting. Brad is the black arrows pointing down. I'm the white arrows pointing up because this is exactly one up all the way up to the top. All right. Should we try it? Yeah. Now, do you guys shake your cans first before you open them? Or yep. uh, well, Jacob usually does. Okay. Yeah. He usually yeah, shakes yeah. it, so it sprays him in the face. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Well, I already made a huge faux pas. I forgot to bring a glass. Sometimes there's a little treat at the bottom of the can, and you want to get that mixed in with the glass. Hmm. Cheers. Cheers. So am I, am I even uh, qualified to rate this if I didn't pour it out? Like, is that fair? Um, no glass. <laughs> Your narrative. You had a narrative going into this from the beginning. You're mad about the name. You're mad about the, the font. You're mad about the can art. You're, you're looking to take this down, not based off taste. Well, can I tell you something, though? Hit me. Oh, I'll I'll hit you with this one. This little treat right. bomb is that I uh, actually really like it. It's actually really good. Oh, there's the flavor. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It, it's uh, it's pretty much exactly as described. Um, definitely get the papaya and peach. It's very juicy, but not... Uh, it doesn't taste like a hazy IPA. Like it has like very similar flavor notes, but it doesn't have that that haze, that uh, maybe dankiness to it that some hazies have. Yeah, I mean it's not uh, as hoppy as I was kind of expecting it to. Like it's definitely the fruitiness is kind of more of what I'm getting off of it, which is uh, nice. It was wasn't what I was expecting. Maybe that's because I didn't know what I was. I didn't know. I, I didn't even know what the name of this thing was. I didn't know what to expect, but um, no, it's good. It's it, it's very drinkable too. Like, are we given? Should we give crushability ratings as well? Well, Brad, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that has been something that we have we have been lacking in the show. Man, we haven't even talked about crushability. That was like Josh's baby, and as you know, Josh is on hiatus right now. But yeah, we can give a we can give a crushability out of five. What are you gonna say? I mean, cr- crushability, I would say like, I'd give it like a f- four, probably heavy four. I'd give it a four. I could crush a few of these. I'm going to go 4.5. Yeah. Highly crushable. Nice and cold. Not too hoppy. I feel like I could chug this and have three more. I love it. Now, what state yeah. of mind would I be in after four, three more? of these that's the question um let's just i can't imagine evan not enjoying getting fucked up (laughs) yeah we should acknowledge uh do you want to explain uh the what's going on here with the uh with the new new drops that uh some listeners are hearing 
You ever been to uh, Mojo's in Grand Rapids? Uh, oh yeah, the piano bar, right? Yeah, dueling piano bar. Well, that's that's it's uh, the dueling bar. Definitely. <laughs> I guess we uh, we figured out well, just due to the recording, able to get my uh, soundboard going here, and uh, yeah, I'll have some drops ready for you. I'll have some drops lined up. Ooh, some some zone of interest drops. Is yeah. that uh, is that what, what's coming up next? Uh... <laughs> I'll spoil it, but uh... Jesus! I I I I I. <laughs> oh. oh man, we could have just fun going back and forth on this all day. View the whole movie with drops. We probably could. I mean, I, I've got over four hundred, so I mean, <laughs> I think I could get my thoughts out on it. Um, but we are professionals, of course. Um, this show being sponsored by Chalkful and Nuts Coffee, we will give a full professional review. We're not. This isn't. We're not joking around anymore. I'm, nope. It's time. It's time to grow up. Drop so the we're not, we're not doing a, a a soundboard review. No, it's an official review. This is like Siskel and Ebert. Um. And uh, I guess I didn't give my beer rating, though. I didn't, I didn't give the we didn't give our actual beer rating, did we? Oh, that's true. We just said crushability. Uh, yeah, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this beer up real quick before we, so we can get into the movie. Um, I'm going. I'm going to give it the same as my crushability. I'm going to give it a four point five. I will go a little more than my crushability. I'll go 4.25. 4.25 for me. Very good. Which is allowed on untapped. Which is allowed on untapped, exactly. Yeah. I would never dream of giving a movie a 4.25. Well, I mean, how would you? There's no... If the app doesn't say you gave it a 4.25, then did you did you give it a 4.25? No. Yeah. But no, like if I, on the show... If I say, I'll, like, if, if I give a 4.25 to the zone of interest, like, yeah. just know there is somebody off screen with a gun pointed on me. That's my call for help. Like, something's wrong here. All right. That's the code word. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that in mind. All right. Well, should we get into it here? We absolutely should. I well rested to uh, review this film. All right, well, let's get into it with our review of The Zone of Interest, um, which uh, I'll say, I'll get, you know, because you guys do this, you give the full writers on the, um, in the credits, so I'll do this. Uh, on my show, we don't respect writers, but I'll do it for you guys. Uh, <laughs> it is written and directed by Jonathan Glazer from a novel by Martin Amis, and uh, it stars... Sandra Hewler, uh, Christian Friedel, Freya Kurtzkam, and Ralph Herforth. And the plot synopsis is the commandant, the, the commandant, that's the, that's a word, right? Command, it, command, commandant. Com, commandant. Is that okay? I can't see the spelling, but I would assume that's how it's pronounced. Yes. Yes. Let's edit that out. Uh, the commandant <laughs> of Auschwitz, Rudolf Haas, and his wife Hedwig strive to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to the camp. 
What did you think of Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest? Um, you know, this was highly anticipated for me. I'm a big, big fan of Under the Skin in my top 100 films of all time. And uh, yeah, so we should maybe we should give the back. Maybe we should give the backstory on this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you want to explain what happened? <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, met up in Ann Arbor uh, to see this film because it's not playing near Brad. So he's like, oh, no, no. You want to review Zone of Interest? We got to go somewhere to see it. I was like, let's go meet halfway. Ann Arbor is roughly halfway, maybe a little bit more for Brad. And, uh, you know, Brad was just so excited to down some beer. And I said, fuck yeah, I'm always down for some drinks. This is Suds and Cinema. The problem is, had a little bit too much Suds that day. Uh, no, we weren't, we weren't fucked up or, or drunk or anything. But um, we get to uh, the movie maybe five or ten minutes late. And I uh, will confirm <laughs> the actual time later. Sit down. Everything's great. Um, have to hang on. Hang on. We this, this is what, what, <laughs> what everything is not great. We walked in the movie. And we're okay, like okay. we're in the second act of the movie. By the time we sit down, okay, practically. No, 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 no. It's not the second act. We were ten. We were ten minutes late. Now you talk about it on your show all the time. You expect thirty minutes of trips, which I think is crazy. You you guys actually show up close to 30 minutes late and still see it still see the whole movie uh i try to be at maximum five to ten minutes late i still have to watch trailers fucking ncg and celebration cinema we show up 10 minutes late to this movie it's already started there's scenes going on we have no idea what the fuck is going on so yeah i I, so state theater in ann arbor i don't know what your rules are you're not getting any money for these playing these trailers I will say I'm officially boycotting the State Theater in Ann Arbor. Um, 100% of boycott. Now, let me ask you this before we get into further. So you loved this movie. Not to spoil your thoughts, but you loved it so much. You actually went and saw it a second time. Did you see it at the State Theater or did you go somewhere else? I did not go anywhere. I was able to see it locally and saw it again. Yes, I did see it twice. The boycott of State Theater is in full effect. We are done with the State Theater. Um, Ann Arbor was great. You know, the, the breweries we went to were great. Everything was great. Um, but we, from now on, we will meet in Ann Arbor and drive out of our way to avoid that theater. Um, so we have no confirmation if there was even one trailer or if there was anything. So we have no way of knowing. But based on, I could, I could estimate. I could. Oh, yeah, estimate you can estimate now. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. was no trailers. Because yeah. I think it was about 10 minutes in to my second viewing when I said, okay, this is when we came in. So they started right at four. Now, we do have, we have to take a little bit of accountability here. This is despicable to me. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't agree with not playing any trailers, but probably shouldn't have gone for that second, or was it the third, that second beer at uh, Wolverine. Are you out of your mind? You don't have time? <laughs> manage your time better, okay? We needed to manage our time better. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to explain 
you know, what was going on through my mind. Like, okay, first off, I just want to say, dude, I had a great Saturday. We hung out. We had some drinks. We got dinner afterwards. It was a great time. Great time. But, you know, we're at Wolverine and we're there and, you know, it's like probably about 10 to 4. It's about 10 to 4. And I don't know Ann Arbor really very very well. So I'm like, this Uh guy, I'm following this guy's lead. This guy knows where to park. This guy knows how long to get places. This guy knows if they show trailers at this theater. (laughs) I'm following this guy's lead. And I think, uh, like, I kind of look at you and look at the time and be like, yeah, it's about 10 minutes to 4. And I think I think you were like, yeah, you want to try and have one more before we go? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. I can I can down one quick. I mean, no problem. <laughs> Don't ever listen to me. Bro. I told you. I already told you. Can't imagine Evan not enjoying getting fucked up. Gotta choose. Gotta choose the beer. Yeah, I mean, that was my thought too, because like it it was it was weird. It was like my like deep in my mind i was almost about to say like my heart wanted the beer but my mind knew we should have gone but I, my mind yeah. wanted the beer Either too right it was just like in the Either deep it, it was just like the deep recesses of my mind was like we should probably go like now but i was like whatever um so you know it happened but yeah the fact that they don't show any trailers come on yeah now, that's just we were, we were uh, this isn't a this isn't a over exaggeration on how when we got there to make it seem like we weren't that late where we're good moviegoers. Uh, we were literally 10 minutes late and we missed some because they showed no trailers. I mean, what right person expects there to be no trailers? Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help that they sold the majority of their, um, uh, real estate space, their retail, like their space. Uh, they leased it out to a target and we walked into target and walked all the way to the back of the target <laughs> Because oh, we're yeah. looking for the, I mean, it was literally there's right under the sign where the big doors are goes into a target. Yeah. The marquee, if you go under the into the marquee or under the marquee of the state theater, you will not be it. So just a little tip for uh, for you people out there. Well, I don't know why I'm giving you tips anyway. We're boycotting the state theater. Just don't go there. Yeah. I mean, also, I was very disappointed in. uh the cleanliness of the bathroom. Um, oh, did not use the bathroom. <laughs> I did not try the popcorn, but I'm sure it was bad. Um, so I'm just, you know, this place is just junk, junk, junk theater. <laughs> Get it out of here. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So we have the stage set now. We're in the theater. We're watching the movie. And. You know, Jonathan Glazer, he's, uh, some people have called his movies, let's say, mesmerizing, right? Well, I was so mesmerized that uh, I fell asleep about <laughs> halfway through. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, well, I guess I'll just say that uh, I also fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed for you. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say that I fell asleep on purpose because it was so good what I saw. I loved it so much that I said, I can't let Matt, Mr. Despicable, 
like I'm gonna I'm gonna give this like I, I was tr- tracking to give this like a four point five or a five. I said mm-hmm. if I do that and I admit on air that I missed the first ten minutes, I'll never hear the end of it. So it was basically like like if you're in the middle of a um video game. Let's here's an analogy: you're playing a game and you're you know you're gonna be able to beat the level but you're not going to get the gold medal, like the gold star rating. So you just, you kill yourself. You just off yourself and start over. That's what I did on purpose. I said, no, this is too good. I'm starting over from scratch. We're done. And I, uh, closed my eyes and fell asleep. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I, I think I fell asleep about halfway through. So now that that's out of the bag where I need to know where exactly you fell asleep and how long do you think you were asleep for? Uh, I mean, there's no way of knowing how long I was asleep for, uh, how long is the movie an hour and 45 minutes, um, subtract at least 10 minutes from that. I fell asleep anywhere from 10 minutes to, or yeah. So there's an hour and 35 minute window where I maybe fell asleep, but, um, I for sure remember, I think the last things I saw, and I don't know what order they were, was Mm -hmm. the big meeting, like the meeting room of the Nazis and the thermal imaging uh, scene. Okay. <laughs> there's, well, there's a big gap in between. So is that what you're saying you were asleep for? Or you just remember those specifically? No, I, I in my mind, those played back to back. So I definitely fell asleep and woke <laughs> oh, okay. up from one yeah. to the other. <laughs> And then did you see from that scene to the end? No, no, because I, I, I didn't. I actually was mad that I woke up again because, again, I, I it's like in a video. I wanted to <laughs> off myself. So I was mad that okay. I was spoiling what my next viewing will be. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK. OK. This was all yeah. intentional. <laughs> well, I did. I did get to go back and see it again. So but uh, yeah, we're going to have to say spoiler free uh, for you. Don't want to spoil your. And uh, potentially risk you literally offing yourself, but <laughs> you have to. Uh, are you joking? I listened to your top ten episode. This was after we hung out, actually, and I just think we should re- remind the listeners what uh, what what you hyped them up for, essentially. So uh, let's just take a quick listen to this clip here. Um, I I believe uh, I know Kyle is a big Jonathan Glazer fan, and I'm really looking forward to a conversation, good discussion. Good conversation, good discussion. That's- Hell yeah, dude. We're such fans of Jonathan Glazer. I'll sleep during his movie. <laughs> yeah. And how many, yeah. because I know he's directed at least four movies. How many of those have each of us seen? I've seen two now. <laughs> See, half. I was going well, okay, yeah. to try to so, get first. Okay. But uh, didn't end up happening. We actually talked about uh, possibly doing a Jonathan Glazer premium. Uh, for our show, because we're trying to keep those premiums to shorter movies now that everybody's so busy with scheduling and stuff. And said, hey, first three movies of Jonathan Glazer kind of line it up with uh, a wide release of Zone of Interest. And um, so, yeah, I will be checking out his first two films very soon. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I when I say you're a fan of Jonathan Glazer, I should have said more. You're just a. You're more just an under the skin head. I am an under the skin head. <laughs> I should, re- should rephrase that. 
Yeah. Yikes. 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 That's what they should have called this movie. Under the skinhead. They met, oh, they fucked yeah. up with that. That that is a good title. You blew yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so back to uh, now that you have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's say yeah, let's hear what you thought. Okay. Uh, uh, non-spoiler general thoughts. The first half to two thirds of this movie was amazing. Anything when they're at their house, the house that's, oh, yes. you know, it's, it's, um, I loved how it looked, uh, the subtlety and and the imagery and the sounds and sound design, um, and then you get to the point where he leaves due to the reassignment stuff, and it it kind of loses some steam at that point. And then we get to the end and not really nothing really like plot heavy happens with the end. But I was like, okay, if I can get through this, maybe it'll. I did not necessarily tie up on it. I don't need it to to end conclusively or anything. But you had heard the discourse with the ending, right? Oh, yeah, I'd heard buckle up because the end is going to shake your seat like 4D e-box. I did not think that at all. Goodbye. Uh, I thought it was like uh, it's kind of interesting, but I, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm a dummy. Someone explain it to me and tell me why it's amazing. How stupid can they be? Well, um, I won't comment on the ending because uh, I mean I should make this clear. I, I kind of w- talked around it, but. I did not rewatch this movie, so I cannot give a definitive review of this. You are taking the lead here. You will not champ be for going to see it on Sunday. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I felt terrible. Had to had to go and uh, see it, obviously, to give the review. But um, so that way there would be some discussion on this film, because uh, if not, I don't know what really we would have talked about. So, yeah, I mean, I would have gone to see it but i ended up on sunday uh me and bobby went down to the lions ford field watch party kind of wish i had just gone to see the movie to be honest um what a disaster potentially uh a bad ending as well i mean depending on what your thoughts will be for zone of interest but yeah um but i'll say that what i saw i was loving and i mean that kind of sounds like what you agree with for the first two thirds Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I mean, I loved the direction. I liked how subtle it was. Um, and I liked the natural look of it. I believe it was all just done natural lighting completely, just, you know, kind of capturing a sort of realism. Which and is, I, I just think uh, on that note, it looks like they do to me, it, they get it so vibrant like the colors are like so vibrant and colorful and like every day anytime it's daytime it looks like the most like perfect sunny day there and which is like amazing contrast to what is happening right next to them like it just like looks like this very like picturesque beautiful house and then you have the contrast of what's going on next door but yeah if that was all done like if they didn't have to add any any kind of uh 
you know, color grading or, or filter or anything to that. And that was just natural. And that's pretty great. It, it's almost like it's so bright that like the colors are almost like everything's almost like blown out because it's like so overly bright in the daytime. But I could be wrong. I, I, I remember reading that it was all done natural lighting. Um, I could be wrong on that. It could be a false news source. I might need to uh, fact check that. But. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, I definitely liked the look. And I just think conceptually, like the concept of it is pretty amazing. Like, I don't know exactly what I, I haven't done any research um, as per usual, um, but like the novel, I don't know if the novel is as like, you know, conceptually, like, I don't know how a novel could present this story in the same way. Like, I guess I would, the novel I would feel like would just be about their life. And because it's like kind of like how it tells the story it kind of needs to be like a visual medium, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. The I I don't see this translating to a book, and I doubt Jonathan Glazer would be the type to like do some kind of direct adaptation without taking creative liberties. So, something like the river scene. I don't know if you remember that, where just like this creeping in of color change to the water, and you can get the idea of what's happening, and then you know, he scoops down and picks up a, a jaw and then you, you realize what, what's going on and you go from there. But yeah, just scenes like that, that don't, wouldn't seem to translate to a book really. And I, I agree. I thought the performances were all really good. Uh, Sandra Hewler, I mean, putting stock in her, she yeah, is, she's, she's killing it. She's killing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to uh, resetting and uh, hopefully seeing it again this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, like as I mentioned before, I listened to your top 10 episode after we hung out. I really wish I knew the sponsor was Chock Full of Nuts because we could have used some Chock Full of Nuts on Sunday or Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a little uh, embarrassing to say, and I, I have cleared this with the the executive as the executives at Massimo Zanetti beverage company. Um, So, you know, I, I admitted to falling asleep watching this movie and the reason was, so this is kind of a long story, but you know, I had to drive to go meet you in Ann Arbor. It was a bit of a drive and I value my chock full of nuts so highly that I didn't want to, you know, like just slam it like what on the drive. So I, so I said, you know what, I'm going to make a different kind of coffee. So I made, I forget, uh, was it Folgers or Martin house or uh, what's a uh, uh, Maxwell house. But anyway, I took one, I made some of those, uh, just, just junk, just junk, junk coffee, junk. And it did not give me the boost that I needed to stay awake through zone of interest. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't just, cheap out and i should have just stuck with my chock full of nuts and um you know the executives at massimo is in any beverage company they said hey listen we make that mistake it you live and you learn um so i will never ever drink that junk that swill again chock full of nuts is all i will drink from here on out and it will keep me awake when i go see someone (laughs) well i i'm not gonna disagree with you there um I definitely could have used some and it was 
what, four o'clock when we went to see this. You know, we should both should have been wide awake on a Saturday. Got to sleep in Sunday. The next day, I went at two o'clock. Didn't even drink any beer. I was fighting. <laughs> I was fighting some uh, little head nods. So I was like, nope. Smack myself. Wow. <laughs> wide awake after that. But that that is the power of Jonathan Glazer's. Come on, stop. Well, I mean, that is, I'm not going to say it's embarrassing. I'm not going to go that far, but it's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I mean, you could say it's almost a good thing. It's, 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 It's a movie that lulls you into a sense of complacency and puts you in the seat of, you know, like how much, uh, you know, evil atrocities can happen around you. And you'll just fall asleep watching it happen. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's like a meta commentary on yourself. Yeah, it's, it is very meta. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. point. <laughs> so are you 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 almost fall asleep again the second time? <laughs> I I didn't like it wasn't almost asleep, but like I could feel you know that you know when you feel tired and your eyelids are a little heavy. Yeah, the uh, yeah I I was at that point, so. I don't know what that says about me. I don't. It says just I thought it was interesting. Had to throw it out there. That is interesting. That isn't. Is there a chance? I mean, there's no way of knowing. Is there a chance that our entire theater around us at the state theater, everyone was asleep until the credits started rolling? There's really no way of knowing. It isn't because I didn't see. But uh, that there is a chance of that. Yeah, chances might be small, but there's a chance. I mean, we we should say like you know I I, I dozed off. Again, intentionally, it was an intentional doze off. Like, dude, I mean, I don't want to put you on blast here, but you were out. Like, I oh, yeah. had to, like, I was elbowing you like hard <laughs> to wake you up. Uh, not to uh, go back in time. We don't need to cover. But anything <laughs> happened during Wonka. Now, am I saying that Zone of Interest is on the same level as Wonka? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. But the same thing happened. And Alyssa, my girlfriend, had to elbow me times <laughs> to wake me up from uh, from Wonka. So, either I'm getting old, or these movies are not cutting it. Well, can, let me ask. So, I know at the State Theater it was like stadium seating, but no recliners for Wonka or uh, Zone of Interest. Was it recliners at all? Wonka was a uh, full recliner, passed out like it, like I was in bed. Uh, Zone yeah. of interest. My second time seeing it was no, no recliner. I was sat upright, normal seat. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. I don't know what that says about anything, but it is interesting. If I if I was trying to not be embarrassed, I would have withheld that information. Just saying. I and I mean, you know what? This is a good. I'm going to start the uh, my draft for the. Cinema Speak year end awards for next year, and this will be under the uh, This is Despicable Me award. We already have a nomination, us falling asleep during Zone of Interest. Boom. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, could be a du- you could be a double nominee, admitting yeah. that you almost fell asleep a second time. Like it'll be one uh, for the first time and another nominee for the second time. <laughs> That's two separate ones. Yeah, you get two separate. We'll all see right. how the year plays out. We'll see how it plays out. But right now, this is all we got. Gladly accept the nomination. Hopefully, not the award. I do not want to win that award, but um, 
if everybody is on top of their game this year, that might be the winner. <laughs> Don't worry. People are going to forget about this shit like two months in and that we're going to get some we're going to get some despicable watches. Don't you worry. Oh, thank God. All right. Well, um, should we get uh, back to zone of interest? Some more notes that I have. Uh, this was after the second time you did miss an interesting beginning with, and when I say interesting, nothing really happens, but uh, it's very 2001 esque. You, there's a black screen with like some weird music and noises for like, probably close to two minutes that's at least it felt like that and i was like uh is this guy ripping off kubrick (laughs) yeah i think i i mean i would say under the skin certainly had some kubrick elements in it as well so i think he's I i would say he's pretty upfront about it uh but in that same vein uh the music when they do the when they go to that in shots and the score kicks in Oh, baby. I'm a big fan of uh, the Under the Skin score. And Michael Levi. Girl. Yeah. Oh, is that vinyl? Oh, yeah. That is nice. That is nice. There was more of it in Zone of Interest. I kind of feel like we hear one track, and I know that Under the Skin reuses kind of the same melody a lot, but there it feels like there's more score in that film and in this maybe i just maybe it's so subtle i don't even remember it but i really only remember the score kicking in when it goes to those infrared scenes yeah i i don't really remember much music at all other than uh, the credits when i woke up so um <laughs> i think that tracks and i i don't know i i, I guess i got to revisit it but um I don't know how I feel about the music just conceptually in general. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like the, like if we, if you're going to go natural lighting and just present everything as plain as can be, mm-hmm. I don't know. That score better be pretty damn good to break that illusion. So you're saying from the track, the, the tracks that you remember, the music that you remember, were you saying that you weren't a fan because it didn't align with kind of the feel of the film? Yeah, well, not that I wasn't a fan, just I, I really don't remember music until the end. Oh, okay. Because, um, again, I woke up during the infrared scene and immediately tried to go back to sleep because, I, again, I was resetting on purpose. It was a purposeful thing. <laughs> um, So I don't remember the music. I kind of remember a little bit, but, you know, it was like I was in a dream state. Um, So I just conceptually, I don't know if I think it would be stronger with just no music at all. Like if it's going to just be natural lighting, just literally just presenting this as just plainly as can be and kind of like leaving all the, um, you know, the ideas and the, the things that you can infer from what is being shown, you know, basically kind of like you have to think about why are we watching this Nazi family? Like, what is, what is the point of this? Um, and I don't know if you saw, but, uh, people were posting on uh, Twitter, on X, a bunch of really negative reviews of this movie of people who just didn't get it. Like it completely <laughs> went over their head. They're like, why are we spending hour and 45 minutes with just watching these Nazis? Like, what what's the point? What what's the point of this? And it's like, just take a second and think take about step- it. For, take a step back and think mm-hmm. for a second and maybe you'll get it. So <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, which we kind of, we, uh, me and Jacob had that kind of same discussion when it came to poor things. It got some negative backlash and it's, they're basically the points that they're <laughs> criticizing is the point of the movie. Um, yeah, there, there is a, I don't know if you were awake for this part, but, um, there's a point where when he is telling Sandra Hewler that, you know, we, we need to leave, I'm getting transferred or whatever. He's basically, he's getting promoted. It should be a good thing. And she's like, horrified by it she says no this is our home and it's like to me that was one of the most powerful moments in the film her saying that like she is so against leaving this house which is if you see the movie you'll see that like their yard shares the wall to auschwitz right like through that wall there's their yard through the wall that's that's the camp and it's it's disturbing that you know she is so adamant on staying here, uh, you hear screams and and gunshots. You know, quite often throughout the film, and you you uh, just by knowing history and knowing what happened, you attribute what's actually. Ha- uh, you can visualize it without seeing it. And her, her wanting to stay there so bad, like she loves it there. Like that's just it's so disturbing that someone would love this place so much when everybody else has just the worst you know nightmares of it yeah and i i think that's a pretty interesting concept for a movie um and i i believe it is uh based on like these are real people right like this was a real thing right mm-hmm. but yeah that was that was one of my favorite moments is when he when he um tells his wife that and she uh, and she does refuse. They they end up staying, and he goes, and then um, he visits when he can. But um, yeah, that's kind of how it. When he gets promoted, he leaves, and again, that's where I kind of felt like it slowed down a little bit because I like everything in the house so much. And then we follow him, and it just feels like that stuff. Anything with him outside of the house and and running the Auschwitz camp is like less. It's less of that, you know, subtle, the show, the, having the horrors there without seeing it. And it's more just like, it kind of feels more plot heavy when the rest of the movie isn't plot. It, it just feels like him following his, his orders and promotion and stuff. That feels more like plot because we're away from the house. Yeah. I hate this. I, I, I didn't see any of really him leaving um, but I kind of, yeah, just, again, when I watched the movie, I could totally like be put back on board with it, but on the surface, like, yeah, I kind of don't know if I like that idea of us following him out of the house. Like I kind of like the idea of like staying on the property for the entire length of the movie. And I don't know. I mean, again, you know, I fell asleep, but I was into everything that was happening enough that I think, you know, if there was like another half hour or however much I had to go. Like, I think it could have whisked, like, I think there was enough there. Like, I wasn't, like, thinking, all right, let's see something else. Like, I was pretty transfixed by everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm I'm interested to hear what you, what you think when you see the full thing and if that would bother you or if that stuff, you know, maybe there is something else to that. Maybe I need to watch it uh, a third time because that stuff would only be actually my second time seeing it. So maybe I just need to rewatch the the whole thing again see if I'm missing things there and also see if the ending connects with me more because people are loving it. And 
I got to be honest, I just didn't see the hype behind the ending. But I'm willing to uh, be proven. No, sir, I don't like it. I mean, we were kind of talking that we set this up to be, it's going to be the greatest uh, turnaround of all time. Like, you fell asleep the first time you saw it, and eventually you'll force feed this thing to be your number one movie of all time. Like, for sure. This this is going to be the number one turnaround ever. Pass out cold the first time, almost fell asleep the second time. Not gonna spoiler. Not gonna be a five star. Yeah, we are. We are. We're creating a narrative here that could be the the greatest comeback for a film of all for time. For sure. Because when you watch the first two Jonathan Glazer movies, you're gonna get some more context of him. You're gonna come back to this one. I mean, this thing. I mean, it's already set up. Like you're already talking about seeing it a third time. This will be in your top fifty within two years. It'll be in your top 10 within five. It'll be number one within a decade for sure. No question. Here's an interesting point. My number one film of all time. What is it? (laughs) Annihilation, right? No, no. Number three. 2001? Yep, exactly. And I already said it has an opening very reminiscent of 2001. Hey, I mean, you got a style that just like, you know, you, you're top 100. There's a lot of different movies there, but you got a style that like when you like it, you like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah what was number two? I can't remember. Number two would be Pulp Fiction. Also very similar to 2001. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what what more do you got to say? Because I, again... If if I didn't make it clear, I want to make this clear. I fell asleep, so <laughs> I don't have a ton more to say. Um, I don't have too too much else. Yeah, it's the imagery and the it's the small moments where you know he Rudolph comes into the house and he takes his boots off, and then some kid goes to wash his boots and what he what he washes off when he cleans his boots is blood you know mm-hmm. it's just a lot of small subtle things like that where it's it's striking and and moving but i don't i feel like i don't have too much else to dive into so good to leave it there i guess the, the last thing i would say is that i kind of mentioned this when reviewing killers of the flower moon but they definitely feel like kind of good companion pieces in terms of like the main person you follow or the main group of people you follow are the bad people at, or, you know, the Nazis mm-hmm. or the, the murdering racists or, but the main guy in killers of flower moon. And like, I guess you'd say maybe the wife in this one are both bad people who never like literally get their hands dirty. They're just complicit by way of not doing anything and letting everything happen around them. And I think they kind of both work as kind of like somewhat two sides of the same coin. Like they kind of both thematically go together pretty well. Yeah, for sure. And there is, there is a a moment later uh, with the wife that um, it's an interesting, I guess, footnote to that, to that being whole being complacent thing. Um, But actually I, I, before we put a pin in, the zone of interest. You we you did see at least one of the infrared scenes in in complete to completion, right? I don't know about 
I don't know about two completion. I definitely only saw some of it. Okay, but you... I guess it doesn't matter if you saw some of it or all of it. What what do you think the intention was with that? And why is it... Why are we watching a... What would be the proper term for that? Yeah, I, I don't know what the proper term would be. Like It's just like thermal imaging or... What I get, I don't know. Um, but but the only but, thing, the only color is it's not actually. It's not like it's not like heat. It's not like predator vision. It's just white and that's true. Like blacks and whites. That's true. Yeah, I, guess I don't know I don't what know that would be. Anyway, be. um, I actually did. I didn't like go out of my way to look it up, but I did see somebody on Twitter link an article explaining it. Um, so I kind of know what Jonathan Glazer said. If you're interested, I don't know if you want to, if you if you want to throw out an interpretation. I, I didn't have one. That's why I I was kind of wanted to see what your what your thoughts were. But if you have it uh, straight from well, straight from the horse's mouth, give it to me. So apparently, and this is just paraphrasing here, but um, the reason it's shot that way is because he wanted to commit to the bit. He wanted to commit to the bit of using all just natural lighting and a nighttime scene you can't you know it to, it would be completely you wouldn't be able to see what was happening so to get around that he shot it with you know these cameras that show you know infrared or whatever it is because he didn't want to use any artificial lighting um so i don't know i think it's kind of a weird sort of reason um but i guess you could also look at it as it's a from what I remember, I saw a scene with like a little girl and I think, was she not like doing something to help somebody or that's what I think she was placing. Um, well, for she was definitely placing apples at one point and it looked like she was placing them where like laborers were, would work during the day and she was doing it at night. So she wouldn't be seen. Um, but I yeah. do uh, now is I wasn't for sure. I don't know if they ever, directly call it out in the movie was that one of their daughters that was doing that i have to assume it was um i don't know because i i would assume so uh but again i was asleep before the scene started i woke up mid-scene so i have no idea um <laughs> that would be my guess um and you could almost look at it as like the idea of you need like there's maybe a more better way to put this but like you need that sort of like camera technology to see that there's still some humanity buried deep within this horrible family and situation. Like at least one of them has some humanity that maybe is going to get snuffed out as they get older, but as a young child, they still have that natural goodness that has not been extinguished yet. Mm. And I think that kind of maybe goes along with the way it was shot. Like it kind of fits a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, definitely that. And if it if it if we can confirm it was one of the daughters, I, it could possibly go into like their schooling and upbringing as well. Like you know the the uh, the brainwashing that goes into the kids when they're younger, especially the boys. Um, like when the boys are playing, they're usually playing with the army men. Uh, in the movie specifically, you see them playing with army men, and you know they're the the older boy at one point is rifling through the teeth and like is super interested in that which is just bizarre um and you don't really see much of the girls but yeah it's uh 
just an interesting counterbalance to to the male youth and the, versus the females. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. This movie's so good. I can't wait to watch it this weekend. You're going this weekend? Oh, I think I have to. I think so too. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear your full thoughts then. But uh, yeah, that was, I mean, interesting uh, Interesting to use all, all natural light. I like that. I like that choice. Very, very Kubrickian as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the, I just like that. Also, it kind of goes into like the, them doing something nice is like would be like so bizarre to someone that knows them that you would view it in this obscure way and like obscuring the the picture yeah. kind of represents that. It's I'm like in. the world has been flipped upside down because up it's so opposite of so like visually like everything is like turned inside out. Definitely, yeah. I like Part that myself too. Into yeah. A you know, when when I woke up and I saw the infrared or whatever, I was just like, what the hell happened? What's going on here? <laughs> but now I'm kind of like, um, it, it's growing on me. It's growing on me a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. That's all I got. So, all right. Well, uh, what are you going to give the zone of interest out of five stars? Uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. In order for this to be, to we gotta fo- we have to follow our own narrative that we've set up here. In order for this to be the greatest comeback of all time, I can't give it a four point five. I definitely can't give it a five now. I think I have to go with a four. Okay. Way, when it gets up yeah. to that five, when it gets up I mean, to the top one hundred, it will truly be the greatest comeback. We all can grow and we all can learn. Well. I'm going with an even further comeback because since I did fall asleep, uh, I think I'm going to give this a zero. I'm going to give this a zero out of five. Um, and the comeback will be, I'm going to go from a zero to number one movie of all time. Uh, now, Brad. Fuck you, you asshole. You said on air that if you try to give something a 4.25, there's someone with a gun to your head. Now, we know that you cannot give a zero on letterbox so is this a zero or is this a dnf let's call it like it is i just remembered i actually meant to give this a (laughs) 4.25 i messed up the bit damn it i forgot oh shit shit damn it well no i mean i think i think you can get (laughs) i don't know this is uh i guess this is up to interpretation I think even though technically you can't give a zero on Letterboxd, I think te- I think you can still give a zero by putting it as a review, like half star rating, zero out of five in your review. Like I think when you're giving a zero, you're making a statement. You got to put it in a review. I think that's fair game. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you can sleep at night, <laughs> it is fair game. <laughs> no, Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, but definitely. 4.25, I would not do. No, no, no. no. Well, okay. Well, not to get too far into the letterboxed rules here, but if you do put it at a zero, let's do it. If you do put it at a zero, you're logging this film, Brad. Are you logging a film that you have not watched to completion? Uh, oh, fucking bullshit! No, I will not be uh, logging this. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
I was already sweating, thinking I was going to have to log it when I walked in 10 minutes late. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> so I will not be logging this because that, that is pretty huge. Like the, knowing that the first two minutes is a black screen. That's a pretty huge artistic choice that I would have missed out on. So that is true. It really um, sets the stage. Oh, I, I will not be logging this. And I don't even want to actually, say it. I, I mean, yeah. I, there's, a, there's another, there's I'm another just, I, I, gotta... I just remembered. Oh yeah. With, with, uh, with the colors, you remember at least one of these cause it was, it was in the first third. It fades to, did you see the fade to red, the full red screen? You remember? Yes, that? Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece this together. If there is a, if there's black chosen or if that, or if the beginning screen is supposed to represent that. But the, there's a black, a red, and a white screen, hmm. which were the colors of the SS. But do they have any further meaning? That's a good point. Um, strawberry Oreos. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the SS colors, that's a pretty good, pretty right. I mean, also... You could did, does it go black to red to white? Is that right? I well, see, that's what I'm trying to real. I'm trying to picture if there's a black later or if it's if the beginning image is supposed to be that. So that's where yeah. I, I really need you to. I need you to watch this and weigh in. Let's just pause it right now. We'll come back in a week. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this episode after next weekend, I'll edit in my thoughts right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I also I forgot I have to actually because I'm giving this a zero because I fell asleep and it put me to sleep. Um, I'm also I'm actually going to have to give it a minus one. Um, this is a minus one out of five. Sorry, because uh, I did email a 24 for a screener and uh, they never responded. And I'm now bringing in a minus one star to every single the next 24 a 24 movies oh yeah so this Forgot is about that one out of 24 so we'll be keeping track i hate Don't... this fucking dog he's a little pain in the ass yeah so Those this is one of 24 heads. we'll see i don't know what's next on the horizon for them but i won't forget all right so minus yeah okay negative one absolutely negative one out of five all right are we all are we done with this one then yeah, unless there's something else that I remember, I'll just bring it up randomly in the future. That's that's fine. That's all right. fine. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, with that, let's move on to movie roulette. Sure. No. Wow. No, no. Oh, yes. We're back. And we're talking the strange Are one. Are you joking? Which, um... Bing bong. The strange one, I believe. <laughs> that is my favorite. I think that is my favorite drop of yours. No, that is 100% my favorite. <laughs> you can use it anytime. Yeah. That, it's it's so good. I, I can't I can't steal it. It's so good because when it, it's it's used so sparingly too. When it is used, it's amazing. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, the strange one from 1957. Um, I believe this was like an indicator release is the reason we chose to, well, we didn't choose it, but the reason uh, it was chosen for us by mm -hmm. fate, by luck, by the gods, by whatever you, whatever, um, 
is because it was on the wheel for indicator. Anyway, uh, what did you think of the strange one? Oh, what did I think of the strange one, Brad? I was, I, I was a little worried after watching the strange one because <laughs> I didn't fade off or nod or doze off once during this movie. I said, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm falling asleep during Zone of Interest twice, <laughs> but I'm wide awake for the strange one? Fucking hell. Wow. Um, you gotta, is your couch like super <laughs> uncomfortable or something? You might need to get a new couch, dude. Well, I don't know. Theaters, I, okay, something about the theaters experience, I guess. I mean, can I butt in here quick? Oh, of course. Because... I'll say that I I 100% fell asleep the first time I tried to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Something's okay, wrong, so... dude. Something's wrong with me, man. <laughs> All right, well, at least I feel a little bit better about that. Um It's pathetic. Yeah, the strange one from 1957. Uh it was okay. I I kind of like the the setup and the that first scene, how they kind of just throw you into this this military school, and um, you know they start building the tension right away. After that, it gets it loses me a little bit. There's there are moments and scenes that are just like the cinematic language of it is a little weird. It's kind of hard to follow exactly what's supposed to be happening or what's going on, um, and I do think that. Overall, the story, if this is only an hour and 40 minutes, like overall where they go with it doesn't really justify the runtime. There's a lot of like additional scenes and things that's like, okay, did I need to see that? A lot of stuff with anything with like the girls or girlfriends or whatever. I'm like, why are we even watching this? Um, but I mean, overall, it was okay. Some of the performances were good. Some of them were a little hammy over the top. I guess you could say that's for the time. Um, definitely thinking of... Oh, what's this uh, jabroni's name? Arthur Storch, aka Simmons, the you know the nerdy guy. Um, yeah, but yeah, I d- I did like uh, Ben Gazzara, the day deputy, Kurt, what uh, what's his name, lieutenant colonel, whatever. Day Perry, the the senior guy who is under the under investigation, and um, yeah, anytime that's it's really revolving around them like lying or twisting the truth and them investigating what actually happened that day was interesting. It's just, uh, yeah, it's all those additional scenes that kind of take me out of it. Yeah, I I pretty much agree with you. Uh, I think Ben Gazzara was great. Like, I think he is the best part of the movie by far. Like he's, um, his performance is like it doesn't even feel like an older like you know over the top performance like it's really layered and interesting and i kind of feel like his character is is it's not his character's not even that interesting on the page like i, I like it never really gets into like what his motivations are i guess unless he's just like <laughs> yeah doing this just because he's a sociopath i guess i don't know but he makes it interesting like he doesn't make it seem like a one dimensional just evil character so his performance is amazing um and i agree like it felt very long um conceptually it's kind of interesting it just it, it's a little boring at times um mm-hmm. but like i think it was really well shot i like the cinematography 
obviously i don't know if you'd classify this as like a classic like film noir quote unquote but a lot of the cinematography felt very much in that vein um a lot of the nighttime cinematography with shadows and stuff um and yeah it was it was pretty good um i just wasn't blown away by any means um but it was kind of an interesting story and certainly for the time was maybe a little um like it was probably very like i guess it's progressive in terms of like you know back in 1957 like i don't think really anybody had much of a negative outlook on the military like i feel like that didn't come around till like the 60s not saying like everything in the military is bad like obviously you know support the troops and all that but obviously there are some elements like uh that are presented in this movie that are not uh the greatest like the you know the hazing in the military school is not great um so you know i think that was pretty ahead of its time yeah for sure i and again i like all of that stuff the hazing aspect the investigatory angle and yeah i don't know if you'd classify it as a classic i know it's classified as a film noir um just in the in the subgenres but um yeah i think that that stuff worked well i i i really hate it's kind of the beginning and the end because the beginning the person that this happens to is not really introduced as like in the first scene and when they were talking about like who it was i'm like that that was one moment where I was like, wait, when was like, what was his involvement? Why did he get involved? Things like that. I was like a little bit lost there. I mean, I picked up on who it was later, but that moment and then the end just was like so stupid. He gets on the train and they're like, oh, we got him. Like he couldn't just get off and go like show back up. There's no, it doesn't conclude in a like satisfying way where he is he's actually punished by authorities or superiors it's just like i get that the students take it into their own hands you know they they rally them to for this cause of like you know anti-hazing whatever but just the conclusion so stupid well, dude, I mean, did you did you see the end of the movie? You're saying like, obviously he can come back. That's what he says. He's like, I'm gonna be back. I'll be back. Yeah, like, yeah. It, come on, the, the, it's the right. It's right. What he stupid, says. Stupid evil villain mustache twirling way. He's like, I'll get you. I'll be back. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it, so it's bad. especially stupid because he's on the train and it's going like five miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, you could probably just jump off it. Like, <laughs> if you really want to get, I mean, like, he's like on the back car, like they're just like standing on the tracks, like. You know, waving him off into the sunset. It's going two miles an hour. Just step off. He wants revenge so bad. Yeah. It's ending. Yeah. Terrible, no, I, but... I agree. Um, And I, I'm with you on the opening. Like, so the whole concept is basically like, it's, it, it is a weird concept where like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like overly complicated unless I'm just like, I misinterpreted something. No, it is. But like the main guy, the bad guy he he he's a senior at this military academy and he goes into these uh the, the room of these two freshmen these two dorks and he says you're gonna do exactly as i say we're gonna be playing cards with this guy and we're gonna get him shwasted we're gonna get him drunk and he's like you say this you say that and you do exactly as i say and if you don't uh so help me god and it's like okay all right and so the guy comes in 
and they're getting this guy drunk and they're, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of hustling him a little bit, you know, getting his money, whatever. And then a guy goes to report it. And by the time the military officials come in, you know, the, the higher ups, uh, they've, they've pretended they're asleep. They're hidden. So everything's washed away. And then the main bad guy, the main guy takes that guy that went to report them and he gets him drunk by sticking a tube in his throat and pouring whiskey down it. And then he throws him on the lawn. And it, it's just like, when that happened, I was like, what the hell? Who, who is, who, who's drunk? What the hell? Like, is that what, that's what happened, right? There, he was getting two guys drunk by the end of it. I don't, okay. Here's where it gets exactly. Okay. The fact that we both <laughs> don't know, it's a problem. I'm going to say no, because they do the toxicology on him. Don't they take his blood? And they say he didn't have any alcohol. So how is he drunk? With no alcohol in his blood, I think he just beats him up. I th- and then they, he plants I the thought... booze to make it look like he was drinking. He plants the bottles to make it look like he was drinking. Do they ever show him putting a tube in his mouth? They, that that line is in the movie. They say that he's like because he, but he says it sarcastically. He's like, "Oh yeah, like I would have stuck a tube down his throat and made him drink it." Boy, now maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like I. I think I, I thought I remember they did say he was drunk, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I mean, they definitely hey, I know, I pull out totally, a hose. <laughs> I totally could be misremembering as well. We're in the same boat. But the fact that we both don't know, and yes, the lengths that they go to disguise this card game, and why is it even a card game in the first place? Like, if we're talking about military school hazing, why can't it? It's like it should have just been as simple as seniors hazing freshmen just for being freshmen, right? Why are we introducing this whole convoluted plot of you know getting this guy drunk and hustling him for money and all these things it just it, it is too overly complicated and then there's the whole subplot of there's a a guy who is a writer who is writing a, a book about yeah. um the main bad guy in the movie and i mean i don't know about you but i think a huge missed opportunity in the book that this guy's writing our main bad guy, he calls him the night boy. And I'm like, that's, and he says, that's the name of the book. It's going to be called night boy. I'm like that should have been the name of the movie. Night boy. Naughty boy. It should have been night boy. Naughty boy. Uh, yeah, that I guess. Yeah. What is, uh, what do you think the title means? The strange one. What the fuck does that even? I, mean, I, I, I think he's the strange one, right? Like, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Just an odd title, I, for sure. It, it is. It is very, very unmemorable, very hard to find and search. Um, yeah. That's why it should have been Night Boy. It should have been called Night Boy. Definitely missed opportunity there. Yeah. Um. I, I definitely agree about some of the hammy performance. I would say, honestly, pretty much all the performances besides the main guy, not good. Um. The one guy with, like, the fake... I'm, I'm pretty sure his teeth are fake, because they're so ridiculous... Like he is like, and it's it's not his fault. I don't I don't know why he was told to act like a like a a goober. People is that the term? Is that what people still use that term? A, a goober, a goon. Well, I don't know. it's anyway. fitting for this movie, so let's call him that. That's all I could think of. But uh, very yeah, over the, the top. That's the guy that I was referring to, and that the 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 side plot to that. Um, uh, De, pa- De Paris 
telling him that like he has to go on this date and he wants to be like what he wants to be a a priest or something and he's like oh i like swore off women or uh, it's just a very weird angle that they take there too well i i also read that this movie i did a little research on this a little bit um this movie they said it was very ahead of its time because they said it, it um contained a gay character back when that was not allowed and you weren't allowed to explicitly say it so i don't know if it was referencing him or if it was re- referencing mr nightboy because he definitely had like an obsession with the titular nightboy you know yes. what i mean yes i, I was gonna say so it's, i don't it's i gotta mean, be him or the writer there, there, it's yeah it's it's not explicit about either of them i mean i guess that's why they were able to get it in there um and if it is Nightboy, the writer of Nightboy, that is a pretty uh, horrible. I mean, obviously from 1957, but it's a pretty terrible representation. But I guess at least it's in there. I guess. I guess it does make sense that it was him, and maybe he's like lying about that. And I was just so tuned out that I uh, did not read between the lines on that one. It could be either of them, though. You're just like this guy wants to be a priest. What's the big deal? I, I just took him. I just took him for his. You know, took his word for it. Yeah, he's trustworthy. Very trustworthy. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was okay. Uh, it, it it was a little dull, but it was watchable enough, I guess. Um, now we, we paid good money to watch this. We both paid good money for it, but I did. Uh, scope out there's a it's on youtube for free um i did scope that out just out of curiosity obviously i didn't watch it but i was just i was curious after i bought and paid for this i was curious what it would look like and uh did not look great blown up on uh, my my television Um, so that was a little i was like man you you mentioned that uh you scoped it out for us so uh went to that link followed it tried to go to the max Quality settings, maximum, 240p, yikes. So obviously <laughs> had to shell out some coin to uh, get this thing at least up to 720. Oh, yeah. So you did shell out some coin. Uh, yeah, 100%. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Right. So, so, yeah, same. Because I, I, I shelled out the coin before. I, yeah, of course. I, 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 I was like, I want to shell out the coin because I was worried. I didn't want to like start watching it, well, which I wouldn't do, but start watching it on YouTube and then shell out the coin and realize that it, it just looks like garbage across the board. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it, though. I think that's it for me, too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we find out what your next uh, movie roulette assignment will be? Yes. And Brad, I'm so glad we have this uh, veto system. I'm going, I, we're not going to abuse it, but if it's anything that I might not like, I'm going to use it, you know, be willy nilly with it because we only do, I mean, we, we could definitely do more in the future, but we only do usually like two or three collabs a year. So, yeah. I want my pick to be. I, I mean, good. I would say. I would say well, probably like max we would do like four. I mean, maybe five, but you know, you, I think last year we did two. So you yeah. know, like I'm not saying I'm not saying you should veto because <laughs> we've already t- talked about what our next one will be. So right, but 
you do have the veto option. So we got our wheel here. I will say, uh, right before we started recording, I dropped it and it fell apart. So this might fall apart when it spins. I don't know, but I'm going to give it a go. Let's find out. You blew it! <laughs> and you get 1,001 movies, which is the 1,001 movies fuck? you must watch before you die. Oh, okay. Here we go. 1,001, though? Now, cut that list down to 101. Uh, well, actually, it's grown. It's still called 1,001 <laughs> movies you must see before you die, but on the... Uh, 1001 movies wiki i believe there is like over a thousand options because they've just continually kept updating ones they've added on mm, yeah um so it's it's actually 1245 movies you must watch before you die wow 1245 <laughs> uh well um if these are movies that we must see before they movies you must see before you die i'm going to take the word that they're good so Probably not going to use a veto, but uh, let's find out what it is. Yeah, you never know. Let's let's find out what your uh, number you get. So we'll have you uh, turn the crank on the magical random number generator machine there. And you get 704. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I just inputted 704 and it didn't take. Uh, why did it not? Okay, this one. The, the problem with this is. I'm guessing you've probably seen this one. Yeah. Uh, I maybe not. You get ET, the extraterrestrial. Brad, this is so funny that you brought this up. I was just talking to Alyssa the other day about ET. Why was I? What were we talking about? I don't remember. Anyway, I have not seen ET in full. I've oh! seen large it- swaths of it and scenes. A lot of scenes from it multiple times but i've never watched it from start to finish i well i think then i think that's the pick and it's also a great pick because it stars our good friend d wallace hi guys it's d wallace from et and cujo so i mean you you have the right to veto but i i think uh i think it's on the table well this is a classic and i was just talking about it the other day uh, for whatever reason, like I said, I can't remember now. But Alyssa said that she wanted to rewatch it, and um, I said, "Yeah, I will. I will definitely watch it because I've never watched it from start to finish." So let's lock it in. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, ET, lock it in. I mean, you have until we do another episode together. But obviously, if you're already talking about it, like you can watch it t- tonight if you want, and you're, you're, you, you know, you just, you just got to watch it beforehand. It doesn't need to be like right before, but. Anyway, well, I'll take good notes if I watch it soon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into uh, our micro reviews or uh, nano reviews. If we're coming uh, from from your side of the from your side of the pond, your side of the pond. Yeah. We um, cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do you want to kick it off with uh, something, man? Sure. So I I uh, watched one thing. Because I was like, I can't go into Brad's show with no micro reviews. Um, was strolling on. Oh, here we go. Well, Brad, you were you've been hyping up Netflix for a while, so I was strolling scrolling on Netflix, and um, I was like, you know what? I got a couple hours. I, I need to re. I want to watch something that is a rewatch, but I know will be pretty good. Haven't seen it in a long time. 
So I put on one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Get about two minutes. No, in. no. Movie freezes, Netflix crashes. This has been happening happening to me all the time. I, it was happening to me when I watched Society of the Snow, but I had to watch that movie for our freaking show. So I powered through it. I reset my cash, reset all my cookies. I watched it. I wasn't ready to go through all that trouble with uh, to watch One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest again. But I'm just saying, Netflix, whatever it is with the Roku app, Roku TV, you need to figure your shit out. Fuck them. Um, so instead, I went to Paramount Plus and was scrolling, and I came across Significant Other from 2022. Ah! And Brad, you've seen this movie, and you, you fucking love this movie. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love this movie. Um, but I have to say, I do like your review. I, 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 do, I do like your review. Well, I, okay, I, I had this review in mind, like, halfway through the movie, right? And I was like, oh, great, great review. Great one bit, one liner. No, not every 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 review for this movie is basically saying the same thing. Uh, so not as original as I thought, but uh, went with it anyway. Uh, but Significant Other is from 2022, directed by Robert Olson and Dan Burke. Basically just tells the story of a couple that goes into the woods after a strange event happens. And um, yeah, things are not as they seem. Now, for the first, I'm going to say third of this movie... I was intrigued. I was liking it. I wasn't loving it. It is pretty independent and low budget, but it still looks nice. Um, you know, it takes place in the Pacific Northwest. All this outdoor stuff looks great. And I will say I was amazed by the imagery of the, the one antler deer. I was like, oh, that's like, that's like a great image to use. You know, it's, it's kind of unsettling, kind of off-putting. Just the idea to use a one antler deer instead of you know a normal deer, very interesting. Um, yes, but where it goes was I, honestly terrible. I it got so bad and kind of uh, spoilers for a significant other, but it basically is an alien invasion story where uh, a scout goes down first. Um, and it can inhabit other living beings. And that's, I, you know, spoiler, it's what happens with the deer. It's what happens with the couple. Um, but when it takes over the boyfriend, it just isn't like you're, the things that it's saying is, is not, it's obviously not from the boyfriend. The boyfriend is dead or whatever. It's just supposed to be coming from like another, another worldly being with, you know, super advanced technology and knowledge. And it's just like falling prey to like love and what that, where that goes. And then the end is so bad where she convinces it, the alien that it also has panic attacks and anxiety. And I was like, what? This is the direction that we go. Well, I, when I saw that movie, it was stupid. I hate that movie so much. So, it started off decent. Like some of the imagery, cool idea, kind of. It is very much uh, Annihilation. Oh yeah, that was that's the review. If you're wondering, it's uh, this is Wish.com Annihilation. Um, so you know, I thought I had higher hopes for it. I love these sci-fi thrillers, but yeah, the direction it goes, I did not like. So I ended up giving it a two. 
Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, you didn't even mention the best part. To rain on your parade, you love this movie, but uh, the best part... um, The best part... (laughs) Think macro, macro, macro. Large? Macro. Like, not like, not, not like individual scenes, like the best part, like the something uh, inherent to everything. And Micah Monroe? Well, I mean, that's, that's uh, up there. But no, um, uh, 85 minute runtime. Let's oh, go. Runtime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets right into it and it, it, it's, it is a quick, it's a quick watch. I'll say for sure. Yeah. So the pacing was, yeah. I'll say the pacing was good. But yeah, after mm-hmm. after a certain point, it's pretty much downhill from there. I mean, it, it, like, it, dude, the similarities to Annihilation. Like, I'm not saying it's similar because of, I mean, the subject and everything it is. But like, they straight up rip off like the cave scene that is very similar to Annihilation. The just like the mirroring of of people, you know, like there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. Uh, you know, I'm not like as much of an annihilation head as you are. I do love it, but you know, it's not my top three. <laughs> so, I it, it, maybe it wasn't quite as uh, Apparent, top of the yeah. brain when yeah. I watched it, but I can see that. I I do really just like. I remember there's a liking because if I remember right, the twist was like there was a twist at the end of like the first act or halfway through, in that you thought the the girlfriend was the one that was something was wrong with her right mm, yes you do kind of think, i like yeah, that she goes to the cave or she goes off and then yeah you're supposed to think that uh when he discovers her that she has been infected or whatever you want to say at that point or taken over that's it. Um, yeah yeah, yeah. That's the, that's uh, that was the, that's clever i like that. that yeah yeah they do they try to play it though like there's too many angles where they try to make it like a straight-up horror film instead of just letting things be creepy and imagery be creepy. They they go to the jump scare well a bit too much. And yeah, the way that they construct scenes is m- more similar of a horror movie than this like uh, creepy sci-fi thriller. I think that's like mm-hmm. overall I would call it a horror movie over like comparing it to an like Annihilation is very light horror. Like I think the only thing really that in that you could say is like the bear scene, but this I feel like they try to set it up and like construct scenes similar to a horror, more similar to a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm glad you finally uh, checked it out because I've, oh, yeah, I've was... been recommending this movie to everybody. Uh, yeah, so. I never, I can't stop hearing about uh, what is this movie called again? Significant Other. <laughs> so good, I yeah. forgot the title. Yeah, great title. <laughs> yeah, great title. <laughs> Um. Well, cool. Uh, that's all I have to say about that one. That's all I have to say. Okay. Um, I will mention. So I watched Dream Scenario. Um, which uh, Matt loved. Just gotta love this movie. Six out of six five. Six out of five, right? Wow. Yeah. It was number. It was a six out of five. We did find out uh last episode that it would have been his number two movie of the year. He would have put <laughs> Boy and the Heron over it. Um, his other six out of five, which he gave in the same episode, strangely enough, very qu- big coincidence. Um, also his last episode of the year, very big coincidence. Um, but I said, I got to watch this before the uh, end of the year. 
Uh, because if Matt says six out of five, this is going to be easily cracking my top 10. And if you listen to last week's episode, it did not get there. Um, but I did like it. Um, and full disclosure, you know, because we have full disclosure on the show, we don't hide anything. We're not one of these phony Richard Ropers. He would never admit he fell asleep through anything that, that phony, um, I don't have no problem with him. He seems like a nice guy, but uh, I did purchase this on iTunes. It was $25 to purchase $20 to rent. So I paid the extra five because I said, now I own this movie forever. So I, I paid the extra bit. So that might've been factor. in my thoughts, you know, like it might be like, I might give it a little bump because that, you know what I mean? I'd buy that for a dollar. Definitely. <laughs> for, oh, sorry, for $25. Yeah. Uh, edit that in. For twenty five dollars, yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, it's Nicolas Cage. He uh starts appearing in people's dreams, and it it's it's very Charlie Kaufman esque. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, if a significant other is an annihilation ripoff, this is like just a Charlie Kaufman ripoff amalgamation. But I, I did like the premise, um, and I liked how dark the movie got. Like it definitely got even darker than I thought it would. And um, it just kind of like played out in a very like once you realized where this was going, it kind of just played out exactly like that. Um, And it's kind of, you know, like the dreams start getting more and more um, depraved and people start becoming afraid of him. And so then he basically just like gets canceled in his real life, even though he didn't do anything. Um, And it, kind of becomes just like a movie sort of like about cancel culture i guess um and it i don't really think it says much about cancel culture that's all that interesting um except for the fact that the only place he can move to is france because they're the only people who are okay with him i guess they actually like how depraved their dreams are which kind of seems similar to how like Woody Allen has to make his movies in France now um, sort of similar vibe, but I, I didn't think it really said anything all that interesting, but I did like the vibe of it. It was pretty entertaining throughout. I had a good time with it. Um, just didn't really do anything to elevate um, the material. It was like, it was, it was, it was a cool concept, but it just kind of played out exactly as you would have expected. Um, but it, it was fun enough. I, I did like it and I would recommend it. Well, that's good here. I wanted to uh, catch that one before end of year as well, but um, yeah, that price tag turned myself away. But uh, you know, I didn't have one of my best friends in my ear saying, "This is a six out of five. It's six out of five. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I'm like, listen, I you know, I, I'm okay financially. Like everything's fine. But if I wasn't, like, I might be saying, Matt, you need to pay me back for this. Because, uh, like, luckily we have our chock full of nuts money, but uh, like this was kind of just a waste of twenty five dollars. I thought it was a fantastic movie, actually. So, you know, I'm not mad, but you know, it's it is what it is. It's fine. It's no big deal. Well, yeah, at least you have the option to force feed it and get it up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it will, but uh, I give it a four. I think it's going to stay there, but we'll see. Right. Um, and that, that's you. You didn't have anything else, right? I did not. I do not. So I, I just got two other things I'll mention real quick. Um, sure. I did also watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline, which oh, I yes, know you saw, right? That was that was in your top ten, I think, right? It was not. It was just outside. 
It was an honorable mention, or it, it was up there, right? Yeah, Brad, you know what I had to put in its place? Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, you're not too far off. I would say this is at the level of Ferrari. I would uh, I'd maybe put this a little above Ferrari, but um, all right, all right. I, I liked How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Really, the only thing with it that I kind of like would take any issue with um is that i actually found the flashbacks to be more interesting than the actual heist quote unquote um i can't remember did you guys like do a full review of this one no i can't remember did you just watch it on your own i just okay. watched it on my own yeah okay okay yeah um so i i don't really remember what you thought but yeah i was kind of like i i really like the structure of flashing back to each of the people involved in this you know, scheme or whatever you'd call it, this plan mm-hmm. and showing how they got there. And I like the fact that they're all from different backgrounds, uh, socially, financially, politically, and how this could unite people from such different lifestyles and ideas behind one common goal. Uh, I thought was really well done and really interesting. Um, I just thought the actual, what happened with the pipeline like how they did everything like i don't know it wasn't that great it was a little i'm not gonna go say wet noodle but it needed a little more something to it like there is a little bit of a moment where it seems like they're gonna get caught by somebody but it there's not much um so it was okay i could see that angle but i still found some of those scenes pretty tense and they do Maybe they go to this well one too many times, but like when kind of when that tension is ratcheting up and you know it gets to the peak, then then they do the the flashback, right? It's like they cut, boom, they kind of leave you on a cliffhanger, go to the flashback, like what they when the guys are like making the bombs and the explosives, and just like you just see this like cloud of dust, you hear the explosion, and then boot cuts like to his story, um, which I don't want to you know give them their due. They need to be in more movies, Native American actors that is, but. The kid from uh, Revenant, I, he was probably my least favorite performance in the movie. Um, but anyway, that that and then the same thing when like they're lifting up the uh, the barrel and the strap breaks and everything, and then it kind of cuts to another flashback. Then you know they do it multiple times, but those scenes are are tense, and I do like the how they kind of are working towards that. You know, actually blowing up the pipeline. It's not just like you see. I'm I'm glad it was edited that way, basically, is not rather than seeing all these stories, them come together and then executing a plan. The pacing works better how it is. Yeah, and there was a pretty good like twist at the end that I thought I don't know if it was like super like re- realistic and I don't yeah, know if it yeah, I agree. Know, but I I do like that too. All that well, but it did it did get me. Mm-hmm realistic um <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it, it was it was good overall but you know i was watching this it was the cram jam mm-hmm. and you know i was putting it under a, a bit bigger microscope you know having to give these things a little bit of a heavier scrutiny so sorry well um, but no know, it was good you, I, I did like it when you look at your movies ratings and your diary on letterboxd people aren't going to know that people aren't going to see that all they're going to see is Brad thinks significant other is as good as how to blow up a pipeline. I, I I stand by that. I would stand <laughs> by that. Absolutely. I would stand by that. Oh, 
Gate. I'm okay. actually the, embarrassed uh, for you. First third. <laughs> Definitely the first third of Significant Other is way better, for sure. Like, just, you know, like, this is a minor thing. This is a minor <laughs> thing. And I didn't even want to get this far into it. But so the guy who is like the sort of redneck, like the the, the conservative guy who is mad because it's on his land or whatever. Mm-hmm. When he goes into that bar at the end, like, and I, I, again, this is a minor thing. So it's not a big deal. But like, you know, this is a low budget movie, I'm sure. But uh, that bar. Maybe it's a real bar. I don't know. But (laughs) it looked so cheap and fake. Like it was like the production design on that bar was terrible, I thought. (laughs) And it's like that was just a minor that we're just like, okay, this is, you know, I like this movie, but it's it's a three point five. It's it's at significant others level. Okay, like this bar looks like shit. (laughs) I thought you were going to say you were mad because he uh, he ordered a Heineken. Heineken? Fuck that shit! <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon! He should have been drinking PBR. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's a clear, like, somebody like him. I've never... I don't want to, you know, judge anyone. I don't want to be well, prejudiced. Well, too late. You already did. I, you said someone like him. You're, you're judging. Well, yeah, it's someone <laughs> like him, which is similar. To, I mean, you know... I, uh, profile wise is similar to me, but um, I've never seen somebody like him get a Heineken at a bar. Okay, yeah. like it, if if I was the bartender and he ordered a Heineken, I'd look him dead in the eyes and say, "Did you just blow up a pipeline? <laughs> yeah, did you just blow up a pipeline?" Anyway, um, and who is the director on this? Because the director did something else that I liked, Daniel Goldhaber, which the only other film I've seen is Cam. Yes, Cam. You liked you. Let's see what you loved. Cam, you gave it a three and a half. <laughs> Cam is also as good as significant other. <laughs> yeah, they're all. I mean, they're all in that zone. I mean, and Cam. I would say Cam actually. It, you know, it's a smaller film, mm-hmm. but because it's a smaller film, it actually didn't feel like as cheap or low budget as this one did. But yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um. But yeah, no, uh, it was good. And uh, then the only other thing I watched, which don't have a ton to say about, but I'll mention, um, I did go see, what's the name of it? Anyone But You. Oh. Yeah, the hot new rom-com. Huge. Um, this and... was obviously for Cram Jam, for your top 10, you had to get this in. Absolutely. I said, I can't give my top 10 of the year without seeing Anyone But You. Mm-hmm. and. You know, it was close to making the top 10, but just kind of fell right off it. Um, it's uh, it's OK. Like it's it's the kind of thing where you're watching this movie and it's it's definitely trying to be a comedy. But the problem is, and I don't want to like say anything disparaging about them because they're both talented young actors and actresses but um i feel like glenn powell and sydney sweeney like they're not comedic performers so like you know they're they're in this because they're they're hot and they're hot like they're hot right now and they're hot like that's like the main reason why they're both cast i guess and it feels like you know if you like back in the day like a movie like this would you would cast like a comedian in at least usually it'd be like the male role 
like, you know, knocked up or something like that. Like you got Seth Rogen and Catherine Heigl. So I, it just felt like the comedy was not great. Um, I don't know who he is, but the one friend was pretty good. Um, let me see if I can pull up his name. Um, I'm guessing it is Gata, Gata, Gata. Uh, I think uh, that is he plays Pete. Does his name Pete? I truly don't remember. Um, but I yeah, I think I think he played Pete. Uh, he was also in that movie you just watched, Self Reliance. Yeah, gonna be honest, I don't. Oh yeah, he, he yep, he's in one scene. I'm looking at the picture of him now. Uh, yeah, he's in one scene in Self Reliance, and it's uh, not really he was played for laughs that much. Okay. I mean, I guess the whole. Well, I don't know if he's. Was, yeah, I, I don't know if he's comedic, if he's like a comedic actor or who he is, but he was definitely the funniest part of the movie. He was he was pretty good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just you know it was pretty predictable. It was it was fine. Um, and it, it tries to go for broad raunchy comedy, but also kind of wants to like toe the line of like not being too absurd, like uh, comparing bottoms, which I watched, I think I might, I might've watched them the same night, to be honest. Um, bottoms is like not afraid to be like absurd and like Mm -hmm. go in like a hard comedy, not even just like in terms of like, you know, raunchiness, just like, it's like. Its main goal is to be funny. This one, the main goal is to be like kind of a crowd pleasing romance with comedy. Yeah. Um, so it's not as good, um, but it, it it was okay. Like it wasn't bad. It was watchable enough. And uh, I gotta say, the end credit montage was pretty solid. Best part of the movie, probably the best yeah, part of the movie. Probably the best part of the movie. It was clever. I don't know if I've ever really seen it quite done like that before. Um, the song was a little too like jokey. Like I wasn't crazy about the song, mm-hmm. but the actual execution of it, I thought was good. So huge. How much of a Sydney Sweeney do we see in this movie? Um, not a ton. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, there's like, you, you definitely see more of Glenn Powell. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I kind of, uh, I got to, when Charlie, he watched this and he talked about it and he said, it seemed like she was reading off a of cue cards. Um, and yeah, I kind of agree. It seemed like she was reading off a of cue cards a little bit. Yikes. Yeah. She was not that great. Um, I mean, she was okay. She was fine, but well, I will see it when it comes. If you're a fan, streaming. I'd say check it out. Eh, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all for you then. That is it. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap things up and, uh, find out what's coming out this week in theaters and on Blu-ray. Um, if you want, when you post this on your show, you can just cut this out if you want, but, (laughs) uh, gotta do it for mine. Um, so we have some good stuff in theaters. We've got Argyle. Um, we have a movie called how to have sex. Ooh, we have The we Promised go. Land, The Jungle Bunch, Operation Meltdown, and Disco Boy, which could be related to the alternate title for The Strange One, yeah, Night Boy. 
Could be similar. Naughty boy. Um, and then uh, let's see on Blu-ray. What do we have this week? Uh, Train Spotting on 4K. Uh, Conan the Barbarian on 4K. Um, Thanksgiving coming out, but that's a Blu-ray only. A lot of Vinegar Syndrome stuff. I don't know if I'll go through them all, but um, there's the Prophecy one through three 4K. Uh, Daryl 4K, Fatal Games, Nightmare 4K, The Psychic 4K, Unlawful Entry, Scarlet Street 4K, uh, Red Rock West, A Day at the Races, Joe's Apartment, uh, Silent Night coming out on 4K, and uh, that's about all. I'll I'll cut it off there. So huge week. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, also, uh, Eileen. I, I, I've kind of been curious. The Anne Hathaway movie. Mm, yeah, uh, that was kind of curious my, about uh, that one. That was on my list to check out, but uh, never became readily available. So definitely going to check that one out. <clears throat> no longer available at your local Best Buy, but uh, you can find other ways. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kyle, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Yeah, um, so kind of talked maybe next time we'll get together is for Civil War. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we got to keep the Alex Garland train right on rolling, right? I have to, and we will um, not fall asleep for that. We will not. There were reports that uh, the movie was like over three hours originally. I would love that. <laughs> I think that was a, a false rumor. I think it's like an hour and 50 or something like oh, that, but I'm originally need, people were saying. I'm going to need that director's cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, give us the plugs for uh, your show. Where can people find Suds and Cinema? You can find us on all platforms at Suds and Cinema. Uh, we're on Instagram at Suds and Cinema Podcast. And uh, yeah, if you like Brad's show, check us out. We are um, we are a a very similar um, style of of show, like new reviews some stuff we've been watching so on and so forth so check it out and hey we got we got similar tastes in flicks and uh that's why uh we like hanging out and talking movies so it works out yeah except for that fucking bullshit significant other well yeah i mean there's always uh, <laughs> anomaly here or there but you know um <laughs> uh next week on the show uh here uh we haven't decided what we're reviewing cuz kind of just garbage out there um but uh i think uh we're gonna keep you updated we'll find out what we're doing next week um until then you can follow the show on social media we are on x at the cinema speak on youtube as cinema speak on instagram as cinema speak podcast um make sure you rate review and subscribe on itunes stitcher spotify and wherever you find your shows i hope everybody has a great week and until next time i'll talk to you guys later Yeah, send that over. I'll I'll have to look into that because it's having this. I love it. Having a.